Backboard Banner on the board with your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner. We're the band who's as ferocious as Giannis in the NBA Finals. Man, is he good. Back-to-back 40-plus -back point games. He's proving himself as the absolute best player in this series, but dude, I'm here. Toronto, like, it's crazy. Yes, you are. Kids getting married tomorrow. What? Like, who thought that would happen? But, like, no. I always believed in you, man. But, so good to see you, man. So good to see you. Man, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm super excited getting married tomorrow. Um, Giannis had thrown in some good work. The Italy curse worked for me, man. I mean, it's just kind of turning up my, 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 my life is going good. I mean, we've got the Hab stuff. Dominic Ducharme got his contract. That's really nice. He's going to be making $1.5 million. Pretty fair for a first-year NHL head coach. I mean, besides the fact that you didn't win, unfortunately, which still sad about, unfortunately, but Matt, Italy, Donnarumma, absolute legend at 22. The kid at 16 joined AC Milan. He's got over 250 professional matches under his belt. And England, like, they, they were on a roll. Uh, they scored two minutes in the fastest goal in Euro history, I'm history, pretty sure. History. History. And then they parked the bus and just waited. Italy had 13 shots, I think, to England's two yeah, at the right. half. I was disappointed. Dude, they just kind of thought they were going to win after that goal. You're right. They parked the bus. They thought, we've got it. It's, it's a one-goal lead. It's soccer. We could just, you know, hang on defensively and just let, it, let, the, let the clock bleed dry. But Italy, man, coming through with the passionate game. Some of the calls could be questionable. I mean, <laughs> the one on soccer, man, it was pretty rough. Sometimes you got to make your one yellow card decision. That's why it's in the game. And it wasn't awful enough for a red. And it, I mean, it held them back, but soccer was away. But unfortunately, we have to discuss the fact that the England fans, who after rallying behind this team for weeks, thinking this was going to be it after 55 years, coming that home, it's, it's coming, coming home. home. And now it's it's going to Rome because ah, they fell short. And for for the kids to get subbed in at the last second, to have you know the cojones to step up at 19 years old, to take a shot that you know the weight of a nation has on you, like, and and for them to come back and just be absolutely unfair ripping these players apart and showing their true colors not okay it's disgusting to see you kind of understand why uh everybody's okay with the fact that they're cursed <laughs> because why would they do that to these players these players who got them to this point i mean you ride with them so you gotta ride with them in the tough times exactly. it, it the kid is 19 years old and had a fantastic shot the goalie just made a better play and and we talked about john roma like, he is proving himself as potentially one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Just signed a five-year contract with PSG. Man. So, uh, I think they're going to be in a good place. To take over for Buffon like that, yeah. I mean, going from one legend to what is seemingly the next, it is it's special for, for them. And it was on top of the world again. After falling short, making history to not make um, a World Cup, after winning it, like, they're back on top of the world, and it'll be really interesting in a few years. But, Matt... We have to talk about basketball really quick. I obviously, Giannis, he didn't get 50 for me, but 240s, he may have well had do it. You know what I mean? Man, he is absolutely playing out of his mind. 42 and 43. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he did it in back-to-back -back games, the only other player in the NBA Finals history is Shaq to have done it. I mean, 
just he is showing why Shaq gave him the title of Superman. Yes, he got some breaks along the way, and the Suns, <laughs> Suns team maybe isn't the Lakers with a healthy LeBron and AD, but man, he's he's in it, and I'm still sticking with the Suns, but he's got me a little nervous. We'll get to that at the end for sure, but yeah, Giannis is absolutely rolling. Okay, before we truly talk about basketball, we have to talk about Messi. We have to talk about Argentina. They win Copa America. Argentina versus Brazil. I was talking with my buddy Austin. Like that's how the Copa should end every year, and it's been like a very long time yeah. since they played each other. But for Messi to get that international title finally is huge for him. Huge, man. I'm so happy. Absolutely massive, man. I mean, the fact that contract t- talks are coming out about him going back to Barcelona shows how happy he is with his life and his legacy. He is probably the greatest soccer player of our generation. Yeah. Sorry, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I believe it's Messi, personally. Um, but that's my opinion. Hey, um, happy for the guy, though, because <clears throat> it's been a long career internationally for him. They've had a lot of struggles with FIFA and Copa. Argentina's been so close. Many a time. And he could not bring it through, and they finally did for him. So it's beautiful to see. Exactly. But to take a pay cut, Barcelona's in that crazy place. It'll be good to be able to keep him, and if they can figure it out. But, man, it's still going to be weird for them. But rolling along, Matt, let's talk about that All-Star game. MLB, the Blue Jays having a good time. Like, it was wonderful. Hey, man, we got three players in the MLB All-Star game starters. And Vladdy winning the MVP. That's absolutely Wild, my friend. I couldn't believe the fact that we have three starters on the MLB All-Star Game, and yet we're fourth in our division. We're behind Tampa, we're behind the Red Sox, and we're behind the Yankees. That's got to be the best division in baseball. I mean, I don't know a ton about baseball, but when you got guys like Vladdy, Bo Bichette, Simeon, and we've got some dominant pitchers as well, pretty wild. But, I mean, outside of the Blue Jays, the All-Star Weekend was pretty sweet. Pete Alonso setting a home run derby record with, like, 35 home runs in the first round. what, 12 or 13 over the next guy? Like, absolutely dominating. He is a monster at the home run derby. Again, second time winning it, so good for him. And Shohei Otani not only showing out in the home run derby, but showing out on the mound and being a starter, like, leadoff hitter. Can't be better than that, man. Making history like he always does. I love it. I'm glad for baseball. Obviously, I want the Jays to do good. So seeing this many players, having Vladdy get that MVP is huge. Maybe that's why he didn't, you know, go for the home run derby. He didn't want to have to deal with that, so we could focus on getting that MVP. But hey, man, the future is it. bright. Yeah, exactly. The future is bright for that team. Yeah, man. They're they're nice and young too. All of their players. I mean, I think Bobuchet and Vladdy are under 22. Pretty so sure, yeah. I mean, 23 at the most for both. I think Bobuchet, but. Hey, they are very, very good, my friend. So true. All right, anything else? Shall we roll into basketball? Yeah, man. Let's roll into basketball. Well, first things first, coaches, the Magic, officially, they've hired Jamal Mosley. Good decision. Mavs assistant was running their defense or offense coordination. I I don't remember exactly, but, you know, it's a four-year reported deal. He's a master of player development, which the Magic need right now after their fire sale last season. Yeah, man. I mean, the Magic are going young. They're going with a rebuild. Um, They've got some picks. They've got some decent young players. They've got to figure out that center spot, what they're exactly going to do with it. Um, Between, I think, Isaac and who's the other guy that they have? Mo Bamba? 
Yeah, but they've given up on Mo Bamba. Everyone's given up on Mo Bamba, unfortunately. He might still have potential. He might need a fresh start. And obviously Isaac's coming back from injury, which... And Isaac's proven to be the better player. Yeah. But Mo Bamba, I think, definitely has potential. They could keep them as kind of like a one-two pillar. I mean, like, look at the way Jokic and Nurkic turned out. Could you imagine that in Denver's yeah. court right now? But, <sighs> hey, man. They're probably going to get look to move Bamba. Hopefully he he develops some players out there. They've got Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz. Like, so they, they got, got guys. picks coming up as well, yeah. right? Like, if they do want to move Mo, they've got those options to move the picks around, you know, with, with the craziness of this draft yeah. that is two weeks away almost at this point, which is crazy. Crazy, yeah. you know, fourth pick, whoo! But uh, with all their options and getting a coach that is about player development, like, the Magic are going in the right direction. Kind of crazy, right? But anyways, <laughs> anyways okay, so Scott Brooks joined the Blazers. Obviously, Dame... That wasn't his first choice, but here we are now. I think Scott Brooks will be good for that team. Whether or not CJ's on that team, whether or not Dame's on that team, we still don't know. Yeah, man. Um, we'll see if Dame even requests a trade. I, I know he says that he's happy there mm-hmm. and that he wants to be the ultimate ride or die with his, his championship team, but it's not looking too pretty. If he goes to the Lakers and plays with Le- LeBron, plays oh. with AD, that team is going to be stacked. way too stacked at that point. Man. Way too stacked. Honestly, way too stacked. it could depend on Giannis, right? You know, watching Giannis break through with his organization. Time will tell with the Blazers, but I still think the team will probably start the season unless the perfect situation of that. Unless maybe they want Simmons and the only option is Dane because... We'll talk about it later, obviously, when we roll into that, which is a little later, because we have to talk about Simmons, the fact that he's available, but before that... He is. Injuries. Kawhi. I have to lead in with Kawhi. The fact that they've officially revealed that it's his ACL, he's going to potentially be out for nine months after the surgery that he went through, might show up for the playoff run. Like, the Clippers are cursed. Something is going on, man. The Clippers might be cursed. It might also be setting up for the perfect final championship, you know, yep. if he comes back for the playoffs next year. Paul George is definitely going to be there. They're going to insert an MVP caliber player into a playoff team is what they're envisioning. Mm-hmm. So they could go on a deep run. They could make things happen. But Kawhi, Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi, did you leave us, man? Every time. Every time I can't get over it because our Raptors squad looked after you. I don't know if you were happy with the medical staff or not, but it seemed like they were treating you pretty well and you were allowed to do whatever you wanted. The report so, came out that he wasn't happy with the Clippers. That's twice since you know not having the Raptors you've been down. But anyways, the fact of the matter is, you know the team did prove themselves, right? The Clippers did prove themselves. Paul George had his moments. Yeah. Pat Bev, please Toronto, don't trade for Pat Bev, please, and please don't trade for him. But they proved themselves. They showed up. They got through Utah because he went down in what game four with a knee sprain. I told you it was an ACL right, right then and there. Yeah, you did. But um, you know they proved themselves and they showed up really close. Like you and I had no faith in that Clippers team, right? No faith, dude. I would not have put them in the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. I thought I thought they were going to be there last year. They proved me wrong. And Luca jumping out to a two nothing series lead didn't you know put any doubts in my mind that they, they were, were going to be bad. 50 in game three at the half. Yeah, man. Oh, Luca. Oh, I wanted it. It happens, man. Clippers came back. The rest is history. I mean, they went down 2 0 to the Jazz, but hey, man, Phoenix is good. 
Phoenix is really good. You know what is really funny about this whole series? We'll talk about it a little bit later, but mm. Drew Holiday and, and CP3, like, we the reputation be... before the season and then right now, vastly different. We'll definitely be spending a we little time... We the trade market. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely spend a little time later talking about point guards since we're going to roll into the trade market, but talk about Colin Sexton a little quick before we get to Ben Simmons because the Cavs are like, he's available, they want to trade him up potentially for the number one pick. You know, I, I, we can talk about it with Simmons as well because looking at Philadelphia, who want a ball handler, Colin Sexton is one of the only point guards that's kind of still available right now, but, like, Kyle Lowry will probably be ending up in Philly. So it's really interesting where his market is right now with Colin. Man, the fact that he's available after having the season that he had, oh. apparently the Cavs don't believe that he can be, you know, that championship-level player, and they've fallen in love with Cade, which, like, you know, we've been I mean, talking we all about want him. We all year, buddy, I've been saying fade for Cades. I wanted him on our squad. Um, we were, yeah, we're pretty close. I mean, I think we could put together a pretty enticing package, especially if, uh, you know, the Pistons don't necessarily love Cade. I don't think we could get them Jalen Green, though. It would have to yeah. be like a three-player, three-team deal. Be, it'd be a little wonky, but we could maybe figure out something for that. <laughs> but Colin Sexton and the fourth or the third to get to the number one, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, the thing is, is you Colin Sexton after that year that he had, right? He could prove himself. The third pick is potentially Evan Mobley, potentially Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs. Like, that's a lot of talent, but also Cade is what should be the next potential, not quite generational, but ability to be that first offense, to be the player who can control what you need to do and if we've seen anything from these NBA playoffs you need a point guard regardless of what their size is that can control your offense and really show and dominate what's going on throughout the pace of the game yeah can really dominate like Drew Holiday does it on the defensive end he doesn't have it on the offensive end unfortunately but CP3 does it on both um Simmons if he could get to the line and not figure out or figure out what is wrong with his head when he's shooting because he's a fantastic player and he plays on a consistent team with a a very good all-star MVP caliber player he should be able to take shots and feel comfortable to keep shooting yeah he should just like I don't understand what's up with him but he definitely needs out of Philly he definitely needs out and I don't know if it's the smartest idea for them, but hey, man, Kyle Lowry for for Ben Simmons kind of trade those rumors heating up. I would be ecstatic about that. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. When you think about Simmons' situation, his mental, if it's not broken, like it's it's got to be damaged after this playoff run. Like he shot the worst Damn. free throw percentage, more than Shaq at this point, right? Like thirty three. He, he absolutely was not living his best life in those playoffs, right? Not at all. So, at the end of the day, I would love to trade for him. I think that the, the Kyle Lowry trade is potentially one of the only good options because Philly needs a point guard. You know, I love that Masai was like, oh, you don't think that Matisse and this and that or Maxi was worth it and now you're sitting in a situation where it's like, Ben Simmons for Kyle Lowry? What? That could be so sick. Oh, man. We've been wanting Ben Simmons on that roster with... Joji uh, and Anobi, with the fact that we've got some really high end talent. I mean, I would have traded him for Pascal Siakam, and that's a better trade for Philadelphia than it is with Kyle Lowry. Because, I mean, you could potentially win a championship with Kyle Lowry and, and MB. I don't doubt that. I think Kyle Lowry is one of the biggest reasons why we won that NBA championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Kawhi and then him. 
but but they don't but they don't do it unless they're together, right? Like if you think and about, it's you, proving that without a point, elite point guard in LA. If you think about the Spurs team, we can go all the way back to that Spurs team, right? Like Timmy Duncan is the legend. Kawhi was doing what he was doing, but they had Tony Parker, they had Manu Ginobili, they had those type of players before we, you know, the whole league realized that you really needed that, yeah. right? Like I mentioned it last week. The two teams in the NBA Finals, regardless of injuries, whatever, at this point in time, are teams that traded for a point guard. And it's hilarious, as you mentioned earlier, that the Bucks could have had Chris Paul instead of Drew Holiday for less assets! <laughs> Man, the fact that CP3's value coming out of Houston was so low that people were talking about having to trade a first-round pick with him to get rid of him out of Houston. Yeah. And then one year under the Sam Presti rehabilitation of your of your image, yeah. he's worth like a first-round pick. And Drew Holiday, the I three, what was it, three first-round picks? I'm pretty sure it was a three. Just... Wow. I didn't like the trade at the time. I thought Drew Holiday is a great all-star level player, but he's not a Hall... Like, in my estimation, he's not a Hall of Famer, and he's not even a high-end all-star. Chris Paul has proven to be an MVP-caliber player year after year for his career back in New Orleans. And people would have also said he was going to make the Hall of Fame regardless of the, this NBA Finals run, regardless of Absolutely. this chance at a ring. Absolutely. Right? But we'll, we'll break it down more. Anything else about Simmons that you want to bring up? You know, other I hope, options? I hope he ends up with the Raptors, man. I know he could get maybe a Portland swap, but I don't think Portland's going to like that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Saxton we mentioned. But when I think about point guards available in the league, like... Nobody really has a really great option of something to give. So I think if they, if they do want to let go of Simmons, which is a bad decision because he's potentially going to change his shooting hand, which might be the solution since for years people were saying he's shooting Should. with the wrong hand. I mean, he has a wonky shot and he hasn't really worked on it uh, that we know of, right? Considering the, the coverage and everything at this point. But the coverage about him is yeah. that it's, it's not being worked on consistently enough to improve. I hope that he is working on it consistently enough to improve because when he does have a jumper, he's going to be almost unstoppable. Well, he's a he's a fantastic player. He's six eleven, six ten. Handles. Like, come to the Raptors, Lowry. Go chase your ring. We'll meet you in the conference finals next year because Simmons can come in, can play the four, play the five. You know, we we've learned through you know Chris Boucher through Ibaka. Right, that we have the capability of having certain players play a certain way for us. And Simmons' mental may be broken where he's like, I don't know if I can just score points anymore. Right? Yeah. But he has those nights where if he's dominant inside, especially on a new team where he can have that opportunity, things can turn around for him. And you for us, OG, Simmons, Siakam, or whatever we trade him for. And then the front court of Fred Van Vliet, though, in the backcourt, because he's an all-star defender in the backcourt. But you're right, the frontcourt of Simmons and OG, we'd be hard to score on, man. And we already are. are. Gary Trent's defense is better than Norm Powell's, which is above league average. And he's much younger. Much younger, so he's only improving. And maybe if we could, like, do, like, big swap with Pascal and Kyle for Simmons and maybe, like... Matisse Thibault. I mean, you know I love me some Thibault. But it's crazy. He, he put Kevin Durant in a box. <sighs> in that Australia game, man. We can roll right into it because we have to talk about the Olympics, which are around the corner. And the USA team, because they're the team that matter. They're the team that, you know... Since gold medal favorites, yeah, man, they were fifty-two and two up until these two last two games. Mm-hmm, but like, like with geez. with Canada obviously dropping the bag for us and, and not showing up, 
we have to pay attention. Obviously, Japan, let's go. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for those games. I've got them written down for Utah, but for the USA team to come out and drop back-to-backs, for them to look weak, and the best part about it is, Matt, is the fact that it's just these stars baiting for so many fouls. The fact that the Euros just happened and we've just been at laughing about soccer players and how much they dive, and here we are with different rules, not quite NBA rules, the rules that they're looking into potentially affecting next season, yeah. and Dame... KD sometimes, some of these players are just like trying to get these house. I watched Kevin Love literally try to pull the classic he jumped into me and just do a really bad, just, uh. Yeah, man. This ain't the NBA, man. You're and not going to get the foul call. I'm so interested to see. Like, obviously they had the massive blowout against Argentina, but I mean. They're a great team, man, when they when they actually play through the whistle. Yeah. That's something that uh, like bothers me about the NBA is that they do get those foul calls because... The players have proven it in the past. I mean, you look at Michael Jordan's era, they were tougher, and they still were able to score. You might not score at the rate that they do now, but I mean, like, 150 points in a game is kind of unrealistic. It's kind of, like, when it's 150 to 148 in a game, a regular season game, you're like, is this the All-Star game? Who's that great on this roster? Why aren't they dominating the league night in, night out? Like, to me, I would prefer the tighter rules of the Olympics. Yep. I think it would it would bring something to the NBA. I think it would bring a little bit more back to the sport in terms of like the validity of it. But I mean, you're never gonna. The NBA is just unreal to watch. These guys are are superhumans. Yeah, they're and, superhumans, and they're trying, right? They're gonna do some yeah. hard rules. They're coming, but like, ah, oh, it's it's so interesting. I can't wait for the Olympics to start next Saturday, the twenty fourth, a week or so before the NBA draft, which we're definitely gonna get into either next week. Or I guess the week before is right before it. I don't know. The calendar will show me the answer at the end of the day. But anything else? Or should we just roll into the finals? Well, man, I think I've just got to touch on the fact that we need the Olympics. We need the draft because, I mean, hockey's done. Crazy. The NBA finals are going to be done soon. Off-season. And it's off-season. We've almost done a full year, though, man. It's crazy to think that the, the league was starting almost a year ago now. And then we've played those two championship runs in less than 52 weeks. And 50 episodes as well. Crazy, Matt. Absolutely crazy that we're here. And, like, I was I was telling him a funny story where I was listening to an old episode. And I didn't have data because uh, I'm not going to get into it. But uh, but literally, I, a new episode started and Matt comes on and is like, like, Tim in the cup finals. And I'm like, when did, when did he say that? That was so long ago. And it's literally Tampa winning the cup last year. Yeah, so, man. like... We've been at this for a while. Yeah, we have. I I wasn't going to say Tampa in the finals this year, man. Even though they were beating my Montreal Canadiens up and down the ice, I couldn't do it. No. 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 We, we, it was a great run for Montreal, but Matt, this NBA Finals, these two teams, the storyline to have between the Suns and Giannis, I love it. And... If they had CP3, the Suns wouldn't even be there. No. And Giannis would be almost guaranteed a championship because Yanni dropping 43 points, 12 rebounds. He had three blocks. The guys showing off his beautiful assist work, driving the lane. He <laughs> really wants it. And after that hyperextension... Oh, I thought it was done. Watching his leg just bend was not fun. Was not fun, and obviously game one, 
when he came back because obviously he missed those the two final games and his team showed up. We talked about how awesome they they were for him. For him to come back and have an okay game, still drop twenty points, kind of figure himself yeah. out, and then to go back to back forties, like he's proving himself as the best player on the court. I mentioned it already. Chris Middleton is still selling every single game, but but Matt, we we were talking about it earlier, and I was saying that everyone knows that a Chris Middleton game is coming because if you look back at every series, even if it's just a, a third quarter where he goes off. He has those times where it comes together, but that's why Chris Middleton should be a third option, not a second option on the team. He's too hot and cold to be a, a second option, mm-hmm. right? Because they got a decent game one out of him, 29 points, uh, decent shooting. I think he was like fi- around, hovering around 50%. But that's not the type of games that he can have and that they need him to have if they're going to dominate and win. Yeah. I mean, they did dominate game three a little bit, like getting getting that 120 to 100 point victory it was pretty much over by half yeah they had blown out the score and and the Suns decided to kind of bench Booker and Aiton kind of rest them up I mean Aiton got into that foul trouble and it was just over it was I mean game three was crazy because Giannis was unstoppable but it was just like throughout the whole game little by little by little and Aiton came out I'm pretty sure six for seven in the first quarter yeah or something along the lines of that no he was good he was fantastic but Rolling through, having to be the main Giannis defender, he just runs into foul trouble. And he had four fouls going into the third. He sat down, he played 25 minutes or whatever it was, had five fouls to end the game. And to have him and Booker rest was a smart move, a very smart move by Monty Simmons, because that game, as you said, was basically over at the half. Very much so. But Booker went three for 14. And what we know about Booker, and what we remember about Booker, is that when he has a bad game, he comes back the next, and he's, he's upset. And he goes off. So tonight... Because game four is tonight. Like, Booker might come out and absolutely fire. We've seen him put up a ridiculous amount of points before. Absolutely, man. He's, he's dropped 70 points in a game. Any player who has that ability is going yeah. to, to be able to come out and, and be fire. He hasn't looked that great, even in his 31-point performance in game two. I mean, 12-25 is, is decent. Yeah. What really saved him was the 7 of 12 on three-pointers. That was just what... Like really brought him to that next level yeah. and kept them in the lead. And the fact that you have CP3 in Aiden playing the defense that he was in Game 2 on Giannis, that's that's kind of why they, they were able to steal that game. Because I thought Milwaukee came out in that, that Game 2. They came out hard. They yep. had a big lead. Oh, yeah. And the Suns chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And then in the third, took over, and it was over. Well, it was, it was a lot of big shots from Drew in Game 3. Because Holiday... Well, he didn't have a great game three. If I, I don't remember exact shooting, but he hit some big three pointers in the third when the Suns had brought it to like you know they bring it to six or they bring it to five or seven, yeah. and then it's ten, it's nine. They you know he kept them alive, you know, and and Giannis can only do so much. Like the fact that he's come out off of this injury and is still dominating, is still putting up these numbers, and hitting his free throws, Matt, like. So proud of Giannis. He's almost almost at 70%, maybe. I don't know the number exactly. He's almost at nine seconds on the count, bro. Like, he's <laughs> killing it. Like, being back in Milwaukee helped because, obviously, he's been he's been learning to, to you know, this is the counting fast in, in Phoenix and Miami where they started it, which is a joke series. But, awesome. uh, oh, <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy for Giannis because I remember I was talking to my buddy, and, and he was like, well, why can't Milwaukee win? I was like, well, because Giannis has to be the best player, and he has his free throws, and he hasn't proven it yet. But for him to to show, as you were saying, that he is not afraid anymore. The guy shot what 
17 free throws in game three. Like 18 put, in game two. Right, put 13 of them, like... As I'm opposed to 11 in game two. It, right? Like, yeah. He's, he's slowly feeling himself. He's slowly building it up there, unlike Ben Simmons, who just fully was like, I can't do this anymore, so... Well, Giannis has realized that they're going to live and die by him being aggressive, him yeah. going to the basket, and him creating what he does in the regular season. Because he's so downhill, the whole defense has to collapse, which gives them extra room on the perimeter. That's why they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league during the regular season. Mm-hmm. He crashes so hard. But if he's in the playoffs and he's scared to, to miss, and he can't get to the line, yeah. they're not going to you know crash the, the inside of the perimeter. So... He's doing that though. He's hitting his free throws. He's getting it going, man. I'm so glad he got the win in game three. Ah, he deserves it, man. Like like we said, he's one of two players in NBA Finals history to do this. One of three players in playoff history. You, you gotta throw you, LeBron. You know in your there. boy's doing it through the playoffs, and he's just tired by the time he gets to the finals, so he hasn't been able to put up that crazy of a score. A Shaq level of scoring, which is insane, right? And scoring and rebounding, right? Exactly. Right? Ten, wild. Wild for them. And we have to shout out Mikel Bridges. Big reason why the Suns won game two. I mean, he had 27 points. He was hitting daggers. Like, the Suns' rotation is capable of winning this. That's why you were so confident. That's why I was so confident before I realized that I was like, I need Giannis to win this because I had said it forever. But you have to shout out him for a fantastic game two. He's had a fantastic season. Yeah, all season he's been one of their better players. He's proven to be one of the best uh, rotational pieces in the NBA fringe starter I mean he does it all and he was like one of the best players on my fantasy team this year all year <laughs> long for sure Don't and now me. he's proving it man I mean 27-7 yeah that's a good game for a young kid in the NBA finals that team is looking really strong for years to come him Cam Jordan Joker, Johnson. Kim Johnson. Yeah. Sorry, no, I got you. That's what I, that's what I'm here for. That's part of my job, right? <laughs> but Matt, we talked about how Giannis potentially had to play the pick and roll. How they had to figure out this Phoenix pick and roll monstrosity, basically, at mm-hmm. this point. And when you think about how Booker has not shot well, when you think about how CP3 can only do so much because he's 36. And right? he's six foot. <laughs> and he's tiny at this point. They have that Respect. funny picture. That picture of Giannis and Lopez. If you haven't seen it, it's so funny. It's like just like towering. He's just like, I'm so tiny. Just the both of them trying to block him as he like tries to go around them. It's I love that picture, but it's crazy and I and I don't know do. I don't know what they do. Obviously they, they were playing great help defense in game three, I believe it was, or game two. Um, and you were saying they just need to put Giannis straight in the pick and roll on Aiden. And if Aiden's doing what he's doing against Giannis, can Giannis hold it up while still putting up these points? Man, I think he can. I think Bud's going a different direction and trying to make the key fouling Aiden. And if he just goes at Aiden every mm-hmm. offensive possession, uh, G, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But Giannis doing his thing, man. I, I'm so happy with his finals performance that, so far. We haven't brought like, up. So happy. We haven't brought up Kaminsky, right? How, with the injury to Sarge, Kaminsky is getting eaten alive for the five six minutes he has to come in, especially more when Aiden has these foul trouble. So it's a big deal. Sarge, I don't want to say they the Suns might win Game Three with Sarge, but he was huge for that rotation and injuries, man. Injuries. Injuries, man. 
And it's like Brooke Lopez in game one getting eaten alive. Kaminsky's now getting eaten alive. It's yeah. a matchup game, the NBA. And if you can hunt your matchup and, and get the right people in the right positions, you're going to be successful. And I think that's kind of something that's really exciting for Milwaukee fans is that they did find the right matchups in yeah. game three. They were able to kind of get their foot on the gas and come downhill at them. Mm-hmm. We'll see how game four plays out in a couple of hours. I know I'm super excited to watch with my boy, and <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I'm yeah. hoping Milwaukee wins. I'm going to throw on the Giannis uh, jersey. Hey. You know, I got to. For sure. Um, even though I'm, I'm still picking the Suns because at the end of the day, I think I was right when they beat the Lakers and, yeah. and I saw them, you know, almost demolish Denver in like a game. I was like, oh yeah, they're going to win the NBA finals. And I picked, I picked Milwaukee before the playoffs, yeah. but I got a flip. It's, a, it's the Monty, a flopper. It's, it's the Monty situation, right? It's the fact that Bud is awful and still is not showing, like, obviously they won game three, but I'm not going to say it was Bud that, that won that game. And, and if he can somehow find the right rotations, but Monty Williams, coach of the year, should have been double coach of the year, but, you know, Tom Thibodeau, Knicks, great season, Knicks, um, they did have a good season, so I can't be upset at them, but the fact that Monty... Name brand, name yeah. brand is what it was. <laughs> there you go, there you go. It's New York, and I think he had a great season, he but did. come on, man, come on, Monty Williams, he went, he took this team from outside the playoffs, they did have a perfect record in the bubble, but... With CP3, he has one major piece. Yes, it's it's proven to be the key piece, but wow. They're in the NBA Finals. They have the second record in the West. Yeah. Yeah. And in the league, like, he he deserved it. My opinion. Sorry. Well, that, uh, that's, My opinion. Yeah, that's 100% it, right? But at the end of the day, the combination that we've talked about with CP3, with Monty, the way, the versatility that they get in the game, the fact that they can just... You, you said it best last week, I'm pretty sure, the phrase of just... Um, you know, at halftime. When we hit halftime, CP3 and Monty are going to go back there, they're going to break down what Bud has created the night before, and they're going to be like, this is how we get through it. And we saw Aiton get into foul trouble, which limited their capabilities, and since Kimmins is getting eaten alive and they don't have Sarich, as we've mentioned, the Bucks had a perfect scenario with Giannis dropping 40. Here we are, game four tonight. So excited. It's 2-1 two, it's two at this point. And we were, we were talking about this before. I think that this game is a must-win. Must-win for the Bucks. I don't understand how they can go into Phoenix. I don't trust Bud. Chris, I think, needs to have game six at home as his game where he goes out. Unless, unless Chris has his game tonight, which tonight. would be huge for them and help them win. Giannis can't score less than 30. Minimum. For, for the rest of the win. series. All series long. Which is, I mean, something that he's been doing besides Game One. Oh, Since he came up. in the in the second conference finals, he was doing thirty points back to back to back. Um, he's a monster. He's a walking twenty and ten, even when he's hurt. Um, I just, I, I'm gonna find it tough for for him to drop thirty every single game for the rest of the series. And I think CP3 is gonna pull it out. Chris Middleton. He might get one game, but then he he's going to go three games cold, right? Yeah. So if he has game four and he doesn't have game five, six, or seven, the Bucks are done. Yeah, it's it's a really hard situation. Okay, so I got these Giannis stats, which I was, I was showing Matt before. Um, shout out to... I can't say your name, actually. <laughs> um, so so basically, um, when, when Giannis was down 0-2 to the Nets, right? So since then, he started averaging 32.5 points per game. Almost 13 rebounds, four and a half assists, one steal, a block, 
while shooting 69% true shooting and dropping like dropping 34 multiple times, 40 in Game 7 versus the Nets, 42 in the Finals. He hasn't dropped less than 30 points, except for that one game right after the leg injury where he had 20. Since the second round. Dude, he's, he's a monster. He is an absolute monster. I don't need to say everything that I've already said about him because he might not be the world's best player. He might not be. No. Because Kevin Durant in that net series definitely proved that he is probably a better player than, than Yanni. But circumstances happen, injuries happen, you gotta fight through it. His foot was just that much too big. I'm Yanni's still... in the final, and Yanni has to take this home because you're right, he is the absolute best player. I was thinking maybe CP3, and CP3 when is he came a out fabulous one. He, and he's a fabulous player. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. We've already talked about 100%. that. But Yanni is the more dominant player at the moment, and he's got to prove that. And I think he's been doing a good job. I mean, he's been absolutely killing it. And I just want to I want to see it keep up. I want to see this series go the way, not just because I said Bucks and seven, but I just want to see more great basketball out of these two small market teams because there's such a weird conversation about the NBA Finals. Like, they're like the ratings are coming in people are like oh there's not great ratings that are happening but there's still so many people that are paying attention that are focused look yeah. at look at any of the major sports networks youtube channels and how many views they're getting on recaps on all of this content like basketball is still thriving people are still paying attention but when it comes to the nba finals i want Giannis to keep doing what he's doing i want cp3 to have you know a chance in game five for Booker to maybe throw, if he could put up a fifty plus Ooh, as nice. Booker in the playoffs, because he can, he can potentially do it. Like, if we can keep having a great storyline, because at the end of the day, there are two markets. One that's never won. The Phoenix Suns have never, never won. won. You know, you, you were talking about how Milwaukee might be in another weird situation where a you know, Kareem situation, a Kareem situation where yeah. Giannis could win a title, or maybe it's the opposite where he doesn't win a title and then has to leave to win more titles because a Giannis career, a Giannis career without a title after what he's been through. He's still a legend, and the fact that, you know, for, for where he's come from, for his upbringing, for him now to have generational wealth to take care of his family, yeah, like, I, I want to keep seeing these great performances, because he has to. Giannis has to. He absolutely has to, and I think he can, man. I absolutely think he can. Um, it's going to be tough. I don't know if he drops 30 points in every single game, because Aiden is a fa- fabulous defender. Um... Well, maybe maybe you got to double down on that on your prediction a little Dude. bit later. But man, I would love to see it, even though I'm picking the Suns. I mean, do you want to do some Raptors chat? I mean, I think we beat this series to death, my friend. I, I, we've definitely been talking about it a ton. There's definitely nothing I'm missing. Absolutely, um, fire Bud, Even if they win a championship, one hundred percent fire Bud, Even if they win, but it's Yanni. So, so the only thing we haven't talked about actually is the fact that there's two there's two days between every game. So like. Game five will be on Saturday, and then game six, if needed, would be on Tuesday. Stretch it out, And then game boys. seven on Friday, so, like, I'm low-key hoping that game seven happens so we can talk about it before it happens. But 51 would be a banger. Oh, that's, that's so true. But Raptors chat, we talked a little bit about trades. We might roll into it a little bit, but Trevor Gleason, former NBL coach, the guy's been coaching since the 90s. Dude. Literally 1990. 53 years old, so that means he started when he was, like, what, 23? Yeah, basically. Like, jeez, man. 
He's been in this game for a long time. He's won that award consecutive time or two times now. Sorry, yeah. not consecutive, but fabulous. In, in, I think it's a good pickup. In the eight years that he was with the Perth Wildcats, which was 2013 to 2021, five in, five NBL championships and two Coach of the Year awards. That's somebody who I'm happy to be joining our organization, considering with with you know. Sergiola leaving, yeah. who was a great piece, who was super big for Nurse. Yeah. See what happens with Nate Bjorkren. I like, was going to mention Do we want our friend. boy to be coming back? Like, I do. Raptors are in such an interesting place. I'm really excited to get to talk about the offseason with them, the what draft. we can do with the draft. And then just like being prepared for a season where the rumors are coming out, we're hearing more and more that they're hopefully going to be able to play in Canada. Hopefully going to play back home, right here. Even if there's no fans, just I can't do another season on the road. I was Matt, actually, I was reading the craziest stat, craziest stat where if you took if you took the Raptors' record this year and cut it basically where you cut it half, you took all their road games and you kept that on their record, and you added their win percentage over the last five years for at home games and took those games and swapped it out with that, we would have been the seventh seed. Easy, and considering the amount of injuries and games that we missed. Just with actual home games. If we had had a, I think it was a 53 or 54% win record at home. It might be a little more. Don't, That's a don't crazy stat. That. That's a really But we would have stat. 45 That's... wins, 48, 47 wins or something. Basically, no, maybe 43. Yeah, because... Yeah, with, with, with those home games. We're a great home team, man. We're one of the best home That's, teams in the NBA. That's all I'm going to say. So, I really hope, really hope the boys can come back. Already... Regardless of what the team is, regardless if we trade for Ben Simmons, regardless if we I'd take whoever we take, you know, we're going to talk about it in the weeks to come, Matt, but I just... I, come back to Toronto, please. We need it. We need it. All right, man. I think that's kind of it for Raptors chat. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing else really going on. I mean, we'll talk about the draft in a in a couple weeks. I mean, we still got at least one week or two yeah. depending on I think two weeks still. So, yeah. lots of time. And we're, we got NBA basketball, you know. And um I think you're predicting that we're going to be talking about it next week. I so. mean, I have to double down. You convinced me that in episode 42 that we both believed in the Bucks. We did. And we did. the the Phoenix Suns are a, are almost a juggernaut when everything goes right for them. So tonight's game, tonight's game matters. If if the Bucks don't win tonight, I honestly believe the series is over. But I think Giannis has at least one more big game in it. If he has to rest in Game Five so they can pull it back in Six and Seven, I don't know. But I have to double down and say Giannis in Seven. Again, still fire, bud. Um, even if they win tonight, I think Giannis got to drop another forty-point game, which would be unheard of. Mm-hmm. I still think Phoenix in Six. Um, I think they're too much, and they're going to win just because CP3, Devin Booker, Aiden, they're going to figure it out. Monty Williams, yeah. he's a great head coach. He, they deserve it more. He's better than Bud. They do all around in terms of all of their overall pieces. I mean, Booker and Aiden are very young, though, so they could still... It, know, would, it would be crazy for Aiden, 2018, the first player of that 2018 draft to get a ring. For Booker, who's six, six or seven? Years, in his years into his career to already get a ring because people expected him to find a way whether Phoenix was a good team or whether he found somewhere else, right? Because the amount of people that were like, he needs to leave. leave. I'm so glad this Phoenix team has had the run that they've had. Same. I still want Giannis to keep doing what he's doing. And how historic would it be after that injury that people will look at and be like, how are you still walking? Yeah, yeah. To drop what he has done since? 
I'd love it. Hey, man. Well, you're saying seven for the Bucks. I'm saying six for Phoenix. We'll see who's right next week. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for being here with us. Um, that was awesome. No, I, I think you can wrap us up, man. Perfect. Well, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Board Sports. Like, like and subscribe if you're here from YouTube. Yeah. And check out TheBoardSports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.